Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD all the way from junior high to high school to post-secondary institutions, successfully navigating my own career and also successfully running my own business. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you release old stories and narratives of ADHD that are holding you back so that you can start achieving your 10-year goals right now. You can be, do, or have whatever you want in this life. You just need the right skills to get you there. So within this podcast, you will find the skills that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal of this podcast is to share with you skills, strategies, and tools to show you how you can move from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO that can create the thriving business you've always imagined. So if you are someone who is looking to level up your business, and if you are somebody who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. You will learn a powerful strengths-based approach so you can ditch the overwhelm, gain clarity and peace of mind so that you can create the business and life of your dreams. I am so excited to have you here. Let's help you transform into a powerful CEO. back another freaking episode of the ADHD refresh and I am blessed with the presence of my beautiful friend Tina Madsen again and I am so excited to have you here Tina. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here again. So this is part two to the episode uh episodes I don't know part two (laughs) Um, so if you guys haven't listened to part one I highly recommend going to go start with that one it should be the episode just before this one Um, but the reason that I brought Tina back on today was because the topic of the brain and understanding how to work with it is so important and it's something that's been super super um, impactful in my life and helped me show up in my business in a really powerful way so Tina knows all the science behind all of this, and she is an absolute freaking expert. So I wanted to bring her on to share all of her amazing knowledge. So um, yeah, for those of the people who haven't had a listen to the first episode uh, that we recorded, um, can you just introduce yourself for us, Tina? Yeah. Hello. My name is Tina Madsen. I'm a certified professional hypnotist. I'm an ADHD coach. I'm a mom. I'm a fellow ADHDer. I'm a longtime entrepreneur, um, former competitive athlete, and uh, continual knowledge seeker. And um, I specialize in using hypnosis as a tool to help individuals release negative thought patterns and behaviors. And I am incredibly passionate about empowering neurodivergence to know um, that they have the ability to have this deep and profound inner sense of knowing and this solid, secure feeling that they are enough and that they are flipping brilliant. Yeah. I freaking love that so much because it's, it's like we were searching for so long for, I, I know I was, I was searching for something outside of me to like complete my life. It was like, well, if I had enough money, if I had enough, this, I had enough that, then I would feel good about myself. And so it's not actually like that. It's from the inside out. And when I discovered that it was like, ah, okay. Things are so much easier for me now. <laughs> I enjoy my life so much more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So do you want me to dive right into it? Or do you have any specific questions from our last episode that you want to tap into beforehand? Yeah, so I think, um, no, we'll just dive straight into it, but I'll just cover the topic of this episode. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about, um, it's part two, obviously, the first episode um, that we did together, and then also understanding how our emotions show up and how it dictates um, how we're moving through our day. Um, and you have this amazing thing. I, I don't know if you made this up or what the heck, but feel bad, distract cycle. I'm all about it. So we're going to talk about that in this episode too. <laughs> awesome. Um, and no, I did not make up the feel bad, distract cycle. Um, it was actually something that I learned in my hypnosis training. Mm-hmm. And so once I'd heard all of the pieces broken down, I knew the impact that hypnosis had in my life and reprogramming some of the negative thought patterns and beliefs that I had about myself. And that's what propelled me to become um, a professional hypnosis, a hypnosis professional. But um, yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to share the, the feel bad distraction cycle that we do. And well, it's actually the what doesn't feel good and why we distract ourselves. So, so uh, my intention is that I want everyone to walk away feeling like they've received an immense amount of value because they have a sense of understanding. And I want them to be able to move closer towards that sense of clarity and ease versus, you know, calm and chaos, because those patterns of calm and calm and chaos no, no, I don't want them to have calm and (laughs) calm in chaos, (laughs) calm in chaos. No, I want them to turn chaos into calm. (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. See, this is what happens when our brains are firing. So without further ado, um, let's talk about our, our big, bold, beautiful brain. Um, it's powerful. It's intricate and it's, it's three pounds of mass of gray matter, but it's, it's billions of neurons that are firing together and they're, they're sending signals. So every time we have a thought, we're strengthening that thought, we're sending neurons, we're reinforcing whether it's positive or negative. Mm -hmm. And so every time we're sending a signal, we're also matching that with a corresponding hormone. And so, um, our mind is, is what determines it's responsible for all of our behaviors and all of our actions. And so um, the last time we spoke, I talked about uh, the vertical model of the mind. Um, I'll recap that really quickly. So there's three components. Um, I go into it in a little more detail in the other podcast episode, but I'll share a little bit about it right now so you can get a better sense of how they all link together and how they're directly related. So um, how we feel is what drives all of our actions. And in the mm-hmm. case of uh, many ADHDers, how we feel also drives our inactions. So if we don't feel good, that means we don't act. We match that with a corresponding behavior. So mm-hmm. the three components, we've got the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the unconscious mind. So the conscious mind is our rational, analytical, critical thinking. It's where we house all of our short-term memories. This is the the thinking part of our brain. Then we've got the subconscious mind. This is our our data, long-term memory, beliefs, emotions, habits, thoughts, behaviors. This is where all of our habits, thoughts, and behaviors are housed. And so that's like, just to interrupt you for a second, like that is 
I use the example of like brushing your teeth. You know, you don't think about how you actually pick up the toothbrush anymore. Like, you know, you learn things from when you're a little kid. You don't think about how you're putting toothpaste on the toothbrush. You just wake up and you just do it and get out the door, right? <laughs> you're not thinking about how you circle around in your teeth. Is that what you would compare that to? No. Um, so the, the automatic portion, so happens in that third layer of our brain, which is our unconscious mind. So habits form both in the subconscious and the unconscious mind, and they form with repetition. So in the unconscious mind, that's where we have the automatic or instinctual. So in some cases, or a lot of cases, actually, it's our heart pumping, our eyelids blinking, our lungs breathing, um, and habits form here out of classical conditioning. So the classical conditioning becomes the, like, we don't think about brushing our teeth because it is automatic. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so understanding how they all relate to other, to each other is, um, that's all of our habits, all of our habits are formed. It's based upon our experiences. So, um, experiences that we make meaning of, and then that meaning triggers an emotion, that emotion triggers a feeling and the feeling elicits a chemical response. So we convert that chemical response into an action or an inaction. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so I just want to explain how they all relate to one another and in between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So the three layers, we've got the conscious mind at the top, then we've got the subconscious mind, and then we've got the unconscious mind. So habits and beliefs happen in both the subconscious and the unconscious. So unconscious is automatic. And in the subconscious mind, our habits are formed because of previous experiences. Mm -hmm. So our subconscious mind in between um, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, we have what's called the critical factor. And every time that you have a negative experience, it creates an emotional response. So it creates a feeling and your subconscious mind, it's number one job. It's number one directive is to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. So your subconscious mind is always looking for patterns. If we have a negative experience, it's stored in our subconscious mind and it elicits a feeling that says, Ooh, that doesn't feel good. We don't want to do that again. So I'm going to keep you safe. And it's a protective mechanism, our brain. So 95%, all of it being in the subconscious mind, our brain doesn't like discomfort. Brain wants to keep us safe. And our brain does this by creating distractions. So distractions to hold us from experiencing discomfort. So this is where the feel bad distract cycle comes in. So brain wants to keep you safe. This is when the brain throws in steps that are deliberate to sideline you from feeling potential discomfort. So it pulls from past experiences, memories, of often failure if there is discomfort. So in relation to what's something that your community struggles with, like you're, 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 the individuals in ABU, like why is it that they're coming to you? 
So I would say a lot of people, um, they have lack of like self-trust. One of the things is like self-trust or self-doubt. Yeah. Okay. That's a really valid concern. And so a lot of times that's formed. So in an ADHD brain, we have these experiences that we try and do something and we get distracted because it's uncomfortable for us. And our brain is going to say like, "Mm, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to do it because, and if it's rooted in a feeling of fear, and this is something that's really real with the ADHD community, it's fear of rejection, Mm -hmm. fear of what other people might think, fear of judgment. So it seeps in these feelings of I'm not good enough. I don't have enough knowledge. And so it's not true, but rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria that shows up in our body there. We have an emotional response to that. And the emotional response is it hurts. And our brain says, "Mm, mm -mm, we do not want to do this again. So it sends out feelings and emotions. So In regards to the, I want to do X. Okay. Your brain goes, that does not feel good for me right now. I mm -mm, let's not do that. So your brain sends you a signal to great. You know what? That doesn't feel comfortable because the last time you did that, you got laughed at and you could have gotten laughed at when you were five years old, but it's a primary emotion Mm -hmm. that's showing up as fear. It's a, it's an emotion. Our body keeps score. So your body's holding on to this on an internal level. So it sends out a distractive, a distraction for you. It's like, okay, let's, let's do a distraction. And so what we end up doing is we choose to do something else So not only do we not make any headway, but it continues to exacerbate the feelings of not feeling good. So would that be like, just to like concrete, like, let's give a concrete example for this. So for example, let's say uh, somebody is not feeling like they want to put themselves out on social media because they're worried about I don't know if I am going to be saying the right thing. I don't know if people want to hear what I have to say. Um, would it happen after they've done the action or would it happen before they put themselves out there? Right. Like, is that what's preventing them from taking action? It would, it happens at the very, very, very start. And it's because our subconscious brain, it's this great, big, bold, beautiful brain, but it's got some bad programming and more times than not, all of our programming happens from the age of seven and under. And so fear is false evidence appearing real. Your brain is always looking for information to solidify that. And your brain also wants to keep you safe. And so if you have an experience where you were, and often, always, actually, it's just our interpretation of an experience. But if we have an experience from when we were younger that tells us, no, like, don't speak up. Cause do you remember when you were in kindergarten and you spoke up and yeah. you got sent out into the hallway and people were looking at you and people thought that you were a bad kid because you were out in the hallway and there were adults and they were judging you. So that is 
it's a primary emotion, right? So there's eight primary emotions. So um, boredom, inadequacy, sadness, loneliness, um, guilt, stress, fear, anger. So those are our primary emotions. Secondary emotions, the secondary emotion, there's actually only one and it's frustration. So what happens is we have an emotion and unless we actually are able to identify what the emotion is. So asking ourselves, what am I feeling right now? Identifying what's the cause of this feeling. So learning to ask ourselves, like peel back some of the layers of the onion and go, oh, well, I'm actually, it's because I don't know if I'm qualified. And then it's what can I do to satisfy it? So yeah, hypnosis is profound because it changes the feeling that causes the emotion at the core. So a lot of the times it's just our brain and it's holding on to stories that we have made our truth. We tell ourselves the same thing over and over and over again. And that becomes our truth. That becomes our belief. Then our belief forms our attitude and our attitude forms our behaviors and actions. So it's really about understanding, like, is that really true about me? Like, are people going to laugh at me? And if our deep seated initial sensitizing event has solidified that story. And I talked about our brain as billions of neurons firing left prefrontal cortex is the positive. And if it fires to the right prefrontal cortex, that's the negative. Our brain automatically, it runs on autopilot. So if it's continuously going to that same place, right? If we don't know how to satisfy the primary feeling, and if that primary feeling, say fear, which I'd mentioned is one of the primary feelings, if it's continually unsuccessful, then the next feeling of frustration will continually increase. You become intensely more satisfied, more um, dissatisfied and more frustrated with yourself. So secondary emotion, the secondary emotion of frustration, it's, it's always a distraction right? It's a distraction technique that our brain puts in place, but the relief is only ever temporary because immediately or in the short term, it takes away the act of allowing you to feel the discomfort. However, mm-hmm. when you do the distracting behavior, that would be like, if you're not putting yourself out there and your distraction would be what, for example, going on your phone or yeah, it could be, it could be scrolling. It could be shopping. It could be eating like for a lot of individuals, like for, you know, driving down the road, you know, you have to go home and work on a presentation and you have to put together three pieces of social media, social media content. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, but there's a store that's having a sale. I'll just pop in really quickly. Mm. Well, you know what? You're going to get some gratification because you're going to go shopping. You're going to buy something new and it's (laughs) going to feel good. However, once we start to recognize like, Oh brain, I see you and I fucking raise you because you're trying to distract me right now Mm -hmm. because what happens when we get distracted or we choose our brain send us the signals to distract well it doesn't help us because 
we don't satisfy the initial we, do, we haven't satisfied the feeling. Like we haven't satisfied a, Sorry. what we got to done. We've only made ourselves feel worse. And so when we feel worse, we continue to drive that cycle of feeling bad home. Like that mm-hmm. cycle is it's a protective mechanism by your brain to want you to feel safe. Mm-hmm. But the end result is Yes. Initially it pulls you away from the discomfort, but it exacerbates the feelings that you're having. So the next phase of this, I don't feel good. So I'm going to choose a distracting behavior. Well, that makes me feel even more bad. So I'm going to try it again. I'm going to choose another distracting behavior could be a different, right? Last time I went shopping, that didn't feel good. I'm really going to do it now. Oh, wait, I still feel really uncomfortable. So then the tertiary emotion that steps in is <laughs> just happened to me and it's clicking right now. <laughs> I, I, I want to share because it's funny. Okay. Totally. I, um, have had on my list all day today, um, writing these emails for my launch, two of them. And I found this tool that has helped me with my emails, like massively. I still really enjoy doing them, but for me, when I have to write, it's like really hard to, uh, sometimes like get it out of my body. Like I know how to do it, but sometimes like putting it all together is hard. And so when I, I just, now that you're saying all of this, my distraction was like, Oh, let me do this other thing. Okay. I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. I've got a hundred other things to do. And it was like, I was distracting myself from like doing the thing. And then we were about to get on this call. I'm like, I still have to do my emails. I'm like doing this super quickly. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah. And so with an ADHD brain, that's where like part of it is we're not getting the dopamine hit. Right. And so that's where pressure comes in and it's just like, but often that pressure, (laughs) it's not coming from this place of, Oh, you know what? It's super easy for me to do it. It'll just take me a few minutes. I know that what I have to do is powerful and impactful. Instead, we operate from a place of like pressure. And when we do things under pressure, we're building up cortisol and we're solidifying that feeling of stress in our body and our body that's our body holds on to everything and it works off of memory. Right. So a lot of times for a lot of ADHD years, we're always in this like perpetual go, 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 because that's all we know, but it is possible when we have the ability to reflect back. So, okay. So to double back to where you said like, yeah, you like this cycle relates to me. So we do it enough times. We have a feeling. It doesn't feel good. We choose a distracting behavior. It exacerbates feeling bad. We choose another distracting behavior. God, describing the <laughs> toilets could be more entertaining. <laughs> then, no, I'm serious. I used to scrub the toilets when I, then I was just like, oh God, I'm cleaning the bathroom. It's really bad. Just freaking deal, Tina. So then what comes in is the tertiary emotion. And the tertiary emotion is depression as a coping mechanism. So um, I'm not talking about uh, diagnosed depression. I'm talking about the signs of depression that leave you feeling uncomfortable, stuck, and as though you are a failure. Mm -hmm. So it's not what we want to drive towards, but it's often what gets solidified in. And depression as a coping mechanism is your body's way of, I want you to think of it like a safety valve. So It's a safety valve that says, yo, Tina, you've been doing the same shit 
and you keep getting the same results. And you know what? I'm tired of it. Like you must be tired. So how's about we just sit your ass down and you're going to spend the day binge watching Netflix. You're going to spend the day scrolling, right? So it doesn't help, but it's, it's a, a way that our body sends us signal to say like, Hey, you know what? You're not getting the result that you desire. So I'm just going to, you keep throwing spaghetti at walls and nothing is sticking. So I'm just, I'm going to help you out and I'm going to instill. And they're feelings that we have. Everything we do is based upon a feeling, right? And so whether we, when we feel good, talked about this in the last episode, when we feel good, that's expansive. That is forward, positive, creative, uh, solution seeking, action taking. But when we feel bad, that's the hide, flee, stop, in action and whichever area that we're going to, I'd said habits form in our subconscious mind and our unconscious mind. So they become automatic. And so it's because our body holds on to our feelings. It's this big, beautiful database in our brain of memories and our feelings dictate our behaviors based upon the interpretations that we have so often from before the age of seven. And it's, so that's like going back to the example of the kid who got thrown into yeah. the and so and then, yeah. why hypnosis is so powerful because we identify what's the core feeling we understand we go in so you I I work with my clients doing insight based hypnosis and often the experience is actually it's a misinterpretation about the meaning right so we have an experience we give it meaning that meaning evokes an emotion that's based upon beliefs or habits that are stored in our subconscious brain. And it elicits a feeling. The feeling elicits a chemical physiological response in our body. And that dictates our actions or behaviors. So feel good. Woo, baby. I'm moving and shaking and grooving and I'm getting stuff done. Feel bad. Mm-mm, not moving anywhere. Like the body keeps score stores how we feel. So Feeling good equals productivity. Feeling bad elicits a a different behavior. So how does this impact us is I said, you know, our feelings dictate our behaviors. And so when we understand that the majority of our behaviors are fueled by past experiences and we can learn how to effectively satisfy the primary emotion. So this makes me feel bad. Why am I feeling bad? Well, I'm either angry, lonely, sad, feeling inadequate. When we understand what the primary emotion is, we can identify what's the cause of it, and we can effectively come up with a game plan to satisfy it, either through coaching, through becoming consistent in our patterns, understanding, having the sense of awareness about our thoughts, then we can show up differently. Mm-hmm. With hypnosis, how I so just clients. before you go into oh, that, sorry, I just want to yeah. be clear about the feel bad distract cycle. So the 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 cycle itself is feeling bad about something from that happened from a past event. Yep, and then you distract yourself, and then it just kind of keeps going into that cycle because yeah. you don't want to do the thing. And and the more that we do it, the more we wire those neurons together, right? So. Donald Hebb, neurons that wire together, fire together. So from a 
um, neuropsychology perspective, every single time that we stay stuck, we're wiring that right prefrontal cortex and whichever side we continuously wire the most becomes habitual because mm -hmm. it's easy, right? The brain is just, it wants to keep you safe and comfortable and safe and comfortable. If stepping out and doing the thing that's uncomfortable mm -hmm. doesn't feel good to you, then it's going to be like, mm, this is familiar. Like, oh yeah, like it's your BFF. Your brain just wants to help you, right? Yeah. That's all it wants to do. And so a lot of the times it's based upon an initial misinterpretation of an experience that we made mean that we don't matter. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. And so when we are able to take stock of what the emotion is, we can rewire the neural pathways through repetition. So it's about rewiring the neural pathways through repetition. It's taking stock of what the emotion is that I'm feeling, eliciting an appropriate and satisfying response to soothe the feeling, because how we feel creates all of the impact. And then it's neutralizing the initial bad feeling and removing the emotional charge from it. So removing the emotional charge means that we show up differently because our brain, it's no longer sending signals of discomfort. That's, that's the power of hypnosis is it's changes your thought patterns mm -hmm. at a subconscious level. So you can do it through repetition. You can rewire those neural pathways Hypnosis for me, and I know for yourself as well, was, I believe for you as well, um, yep. hypnosis was one of the most impactful tools. For a long time, I was afraid to, to speak because I questioned, like, I don't want to speak up. I don't know if I have enough knowledge. And once I went through the hypnosis process, I realized, like, oh, my gosh, I'm more than qualified. I have spent 20 years compiling knowledge, but my brain was sending all the signals to say, mm -mm, it's uncomfortable, like, people might judge you if you show up. And now I'm kind of like, are you kidding? Like I have an impact. And reality is that it's all programming and our brain, our brain believes what we tell it. That is a fact. So 75% mm -hmm. yeah. of the information that we take in is counterproductive. And it's not just about, it's not just about thinking positive, although thinking positive absolutely does help. And that's the repetition, but it's, Exactly. Like what I talked about when we think positively, you wire that left prefrontal cortex. So that creativity, solution, seeking action, taking forward thinking when we are stuck in the right prefrontal cortex, whatever side you're in the right prefrontal cortex is the hide, flee, stop, not taking action part of our brain, whatever side you're in right or left you are then strengthening that part of our brain. So part of it is having that sense of awareness around what is it that I am feeling? And mm. most of us, I didn't know how to identify what I was feeling because I was so stuck in the fear, hide, hide flee, stop, inaction part of my brain. And mm. I was so used to acting on cortisol, adrenaline-based, and I didn't know 
at a subconscious level because that's where all of our programming happens. I didn't know at a subconscious level until I went through the hypnosis process to go, yeah, I have everything I need to do everything I want to do in this world. Mm -hmm. I have enough knowledge. I have resources. And if I don't know all of the answers, it's okay. I can find the answers. And for business owners, what's really important is knowing, like having this inner sense of knowing that I don't need to know all of the, we think that in order to show up, and I'm sure this is relevant to your audience, but we think that in order to show up, we need to have all of the pieces of the puzzle the together. We need to know exactly out. how it unfolds before we can step out. You show me one person who has known every single step. Can you think of anyone? I mean, there's probably a few psychics. I've had a few good ones. I've had a few terrible ones. <laughs> no, but I'm just kidding. It's not. You have to take action before things like actually unfold. And so many people get caught up there. They're waiting for ready. They're waiting for the feeling of being ready and they're waiting for the red carpet to roll out. And it's like, it doesn't happen like that. You have to take, you know, I talk about a lot messy action. You have to 70% done and it's out the door and you move on with it and you keep going. Right. So, but a common characteristic, especially for uh, an individual with ADHD is they think because hmm. they have a feeling in their body that doesn't feel good, that they need to know all of the pieces and perfectionism is rooted in fear. And so you know, like to recap this, I mean, it's really about having a sense of awareness, identifying what's the emotion. Like I have a whole list of that I work with my clients and I give them like, these are all of the primary emotions to help them understand, like, this is how they show up in your body. This is some questions you can ask yourself to identify what the cause of it is. Hmm. And then here's a list of things you can go through to satisfy the response. And so part of it is having that inner sense of wisdom and knowingness, but it's really about awareness and stopping the cycle of sending yourself into a shame spiral. And there is nothing more profound than knowing that you are complete, you are whole, you are resourceful, and you have all that you need within you. Mm -hmm to get to everywhere that you need to go. And it's really just, it's programming. It's programming that we've installed based upon experiences that happened at a younger age. And that programming has become our beliefs. And once we recognize, oh, it doesn't have to be my story. We just remove the subconscious brain. When we tell it, you're now removing all of the subconscious, the faulty programming, it does it. Our brain mm -hmm. is ridiculously powerful. So, yeah. 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 So um, I just want to be mindful of our time here. So totally. what, um, what are like, what's one thing that like a tool or something that people can do to start working with today? Like, I know you mentioned a few good things in there, but what's one thing that they can take away and start using? Um, something that they can start with right now is really um, actually a tool that's inexpensive to use is the I am app. Okay. So, um, Oh, that's like a, I use one called yap. Yeah. Sends so, you affirmations. Yeah. So yeah. I am, it's really to change the programming. 
if, if someone's not ready to embark on a, on a hypnosis or a self hypnosis journey, it's really about, yes, having the awareness, being able to catch your thoughts and a tool is, um, I use the I am app and the I am app is, uh, something that gives you affirmations and the affirmations, you can customize them. The biggest mistake that I see a lot of individuals use is they're telling themselves stories that are so far-fetched that their subconscious brain says, Mm-mm, you are not a millionaire. You only have, we talked about this in the last episode, you only have $47 in your bank account. Like, hello, I'm on to you. So the I am app is, it's got all these different categories, right? Of, um, affirmations that you can use and you can set it to program it and it shows up on your phone. We're on our phones all the time anyway. So why not make it productive? And Mm -hmm. you just scroll through it and pick, pick affirmations that resonate. Like I am creating a better future. I am continuously working on my mind, like stated in the positive. And it's really about having that sense of awareness. In the last episode, I also talked about um, mindfulness, like having the awareness around your thoughts and asking yourself, is this thought helpful or does it hinder me 12 minutes a day of not meditation? Cause I know a lot of people have a beef with the word meditation, but 12 minutes a day of tapping into your breath, mm-hmm. tapping into the sensory experience of like breathing through my nose, exhaling through my mouth and understanding that, yeah, you're going to have thoughts. Just let them go and bring yourself back to the present moment. There's millions of dollars that have been spent on research, particularly for ADHD brains that having a mindfulness practice can bring us back to being present in the moment. When we're present in the moment, our thoughts don't run away from us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I love that. So, um, just before we go, I just want to kind of recap what we covered in like two or three bullet points. So I would say the first one, actually you go first. What is the first thing that we kind of covered? Well, the first thing that we talked about was um, understanding the different layers of the mind, right? Mm -hmm. So the conscious mind, the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind, and we're constantly sending signals via our brain through our body and these these signals produce hormones and these hormones these chemical physiological reactions it's all based upon feelings and it's responsible for our actions and behaviors cool okay and then the second thing that we covered the second thing that we covered is really about um, understanding how your body keeps score so when we feel good that specifically um, impacts our, our productivity, right? So when we feel good, we continue to rewire or wire those neural pathways. When we feel bad, that's when we choose a distractive behavior. So catching yourself, like you're supposed to do something and you catch yourself, then it's a simple technique of, well, it's not simple because our brain is sneaky and it's habitual, but it's going, oh, I see you. I I see what you're trying to do because when we recognize like, oh, I'm not doing the thing. Why am I not doing the thing? And then it's asking yourself the question, like, you know, is that really true? Like, am I unqualified? Will people judge me? It's like, yeah, truth is people are going to judge you. Right. And so, but it's learning to let go of it. When we 
understand on a subconscious level, what other people think of me is none of my business. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here to create an impact. And so I think that's probably what they get with in ABU with you, right? Because like Um, those kind of thoughts reinforced and the skills to go along with it, to support it. Yeah. Cool. Um, I really love the idea of feel bad distract because I can totally relate to that. Now, when I'm writing my emails next time and I see myself distracting or like there's certain things that I don't necessarily want to be doing, running a business, you know how it is. There's some stuff that's just like, oh, you don't want to do it. It's like, how can I get this done as fast as possible so I can move on to the next thing? Yeah. And it's, it's having that mental reframe, right? Having the mental reframe of, yes, it's true. We can't always feel good. However, we can do a reframe to go what's the benefit of getting this done? Oh, well, when I do this, when it's tied into the overall vision of kind of what we want, like I want to have an impact. I want to make more money. What does that mean? Oh, making more money means I provide a better quality of life for my family. It also means that I get to have more of an impact in the world. Mm, like mm-hmm. when we shift to what we're making it mean, because that is, that's what, that's what we're meaning is. making machines. So yeah. just make the meaning work for you. And it takes repetition and practice. And we are absolutely, even with a neurodivergent brain, 110% capable baby steps, right? We had to learn to crawl before we could walk. Yeah. I love that. Okay, cool. That, that was kind of something I had um, a podcast. I had my friend, uh, Chelsea on, uh, you probably know her from part-time wellness. Um, I don't, I have to look her up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. It literally just left my body. What were we talking about before that? <laughs> um, we were just talking about, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now the people who are listening, they're probably yelling at the, the radio. Cause they're just like, this is what you're talking about. Now they want to know what I was going to say. Mm. Uh, we were just talking about how oh, uh, all yeah. of it. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, we were talking about something and I said, she's like, Oh yeah. What are you like hyper-focusing on these days? And I was like, I'm like obsessed with working out and tracking my macros right now. Um, Mm -hmm. like tracking what I'm eating. Um, and you know, I think we, we talked about as well. I was like, it is possible for somebody with ADHD to be consistent. Right. And so I think it's, it's that's important to what we were saying. Now we're getting back to the point of that just because you're neurodiverse doesn't mean that you can't have everything. You can't be a committed person. You can't be like consistent. You can have all those things. You can have everything for yourself. Yeah. There's different things that light you up, different things that get you excited, different seasons of your life. And, um, you know, being able to kind of go with the flow is what we were talking about as well. Well, and I think so much of it as well comes down to understanding that, who says that like what's the definition of consistency right like yeah, that's who what we're says, talking about as well like and and that's a huge portion is like reframing all of it because when we start to understand like i know for myself i have a very very diverse set of interests mm-hmm. and like i sometimes i track macros and sometimes it's you know i'm doing my self hypnosis two or three times a day and then other times it's and i fluctuate yeah. And so instead of kicking the shit out of ourselves, because it. we're not doing it the way that society labels, we should be doing it. What about if we just accepted like, yeah, I have a vast area of interest and I have an immense amount of knowledge. And one of the ways that we keep our brain engaged is by switching it up. And yeah. that's actually how we get our brain to work for us. When we understand like the way I do it 
is perfect. And it's perfect because it works for me. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Okay, cool. Well, this episode was freaking amazing. So I wanted to share with everybody um, how we can work with you. And one of the most amazing ways that I am most excited about is that you are coming into the ADHD Business University, which is going to be freaking a fire. So um, since you are an expert in all of the science-based stuff behind all of this, I am bringing you in so that you can talk about how um, one of the amazing things too, is I think, uh, you know, the affirmations that we just mentioned, a lot of people think that it's just like, it doesn't work, but I love how we were having a conversation the other day and you were like, it's fully science-based and this is why it works. And so, um, that's why I'm so excited to have you in because I know there's a lot of people in the science-based stuff is really important to them. For me, it's not necessarily like my, my jam. And so I love that you're freaking excited about it. You're an expert and you're going to come in and you're going to tell us all about how we can start to rewire our brains so that they can take all of the stuff inside of ABU and like supercharge it, um, to get the results so that they can show up as freaking totally badass CEOs. So super excited about you coming into there. Yeah. One thing I'm actually the most excited about is it's different when, you know, we're having a conversation right now and I'm giving you examples, but when, I work with a client or in this case, you know, when I'm going to hop into your group, it's we're honing in and I have ways that I work with individuals to help them design and pull out like, Oh, well tell me more about that. And so they, cause one of the most common things with an ADHD is when we're standing from the outside, like I can recognize what the primary emotion is, but when I ask someone else, it's like, Hey, you know, what's coming up for you? And it's like, Oh, I don't really know. And you know, it's hard for them mm. to articulate, but when we start to have these conversations back and forth, you can dissect and mm. kind of go, oh, this is what's coming up. Okay. Well, how about this? Have you tried? And they're like, no, I haven't. And, and so it's understanding like, yeah, what's the emotion that's coming up? What's the primary emotion? What's the cause of it? What's a satisfying response? And that's where having somebody else who's trained in this area and, I am a total science geek and I'm also very feeling based and at the core, like that's the foundation of my work. It's like, how do you feel? We know whether we feel good or feel bad. Mm -hmm. Feeling good gives us some pretty badass results. Feeling bad just further fuels the cycle. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So can you leave us with how we can work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I work with clients in a coaching environment, in a hypnosis environment, in a combination of all. Um, they can find me on tinamadson.com. So my website, I am on Instagram as Tina Madsen. So T-I-N-A-M-A-D-S-E-N uh, 2.0. So Tina Madsen 2.0. And I recently started TikTok because it's a super fun platform for me. <laughs> I just get to, I get to speak freely. It doesn't need to be like, it's really about just, you know, messy, messy action and yeah. showing up as myself. And it doesn't need to be, I find Instagram, you know, is more curated to be pretty and, you know, it doesn't work for me. My thing, you know, my, my motivation is it needs to be simple, easy, and fun. And so so yeah, individuals can find me, they can book a discovery call with me through my website or through uh, Instagram. There's a link on there and you can have a chat with me for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and let's hammer out what's the emotion that you're feeling. And let's give you some satisfying solutions so that you don't feel it anymore. 
Yes. Okay. I love that so much. And thank you so much for coming on. And seriously, anyone who's listening, please go over and follow Tina, hit her up in her DMs, um, connect with her on there and um, yeah, make sure that you, if you found value in this episode, please screenshot it, share it on your Instagram, tag both of us, let us know what your biggest takeaway was, um, so that we can share it for you again on our pages. So I hope you're having the most freaking amazing day ever. And thanks again so much to you. We will see you all next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is? Each and every time that you tune in, you're learning to master this work. You're transforming your own life and your business. If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at annemarieespina.com and your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.